Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 22 of the talking the line podcast thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful friday of bets and we have a loaded podcast episode for you today. But before we dive deep into that action, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on. If you like the sound waves that are reverberating off your eardrums and you could take a moment to be so kind, please leave us a rating. We certainly do appreciate those five stars. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the Talking the Line link tree. And within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your humble host, Colton Colt 45 Sroka. And as per usual, if you're a newcomer here, you might not know this, but you're soon to find out. Let me bring on in the co-host of this pod, a young man who has been cashing tickets right alongside with me for the uh, better part of a half a year now. A young man who started this journey with me and we have been kicking ass the whole way down this road and we are going to keep doing it get on the spaceship, get on board with us. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the moon, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? Not too bad, man. The view's pretty good up here. How about, how about you? <laughs> it's looking good up here, I'm telling you. I don't know why they're all down there. They got to come dude. up here, get ready to rock and roll. Yeah, we're feeling good. We got some uh, good action yesterday. Right. So, uh, hey, it's going to be another solid day. Going to be another solid day, my friend. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it. Good energy, good vibes. It is a absolutely spectacular Friday we got here. You know, April 9th, 2021. We are rocking and rolling through this calendar year of 2021, my we friend. We sure are. That's my half birthday. Totally just clicked in my head. Hey. Wowzer Kapowzer. What you getting for me? Um. Well, I missed the boat on that one. So, yeah, uh, so did I. But... Ca- count me in next year. All right, for sure. All right. April 9th, I'll remember. We'll see where we're at. Maybe by then uh, we're flying on PJs. Who knows what's hey, happening? There you go. We'll see what's going down. So, uh, you know, not a whole lot going on in the sports world, my man. I mean, there is a lot of sporting events happening. A lot of sporting events, not a lot of news. Yeah, not, not a lot, a lot, of, lot news. of news. So it's why you come to uh, old Talking Line podcasts like this to get a little break from the usual and uh, get you some stone cold locks. 100%. But, you know, before we get into that, might as well take a little look into the old tournament and event unlike any other. 
the old Masters tournament. Yes, sir. How uh, how you doing so far? How are your picks looking? Uh, we're doing okay. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, neither of us had the uh, outright leader, uh, four stroke lead for Justin Rose. Incredible, incredible yeah. day. He closed it uh, or finished at minus seven, right? Seven under. Yep, seven under. Next closest is uh, three under. Your guy Hideki Matsuyama, right yeah, there, three under, ducky, looking solid. Ducky, ducky. Both of our pick uh, to win. Justin Thomas tied for twenty. Not totally out of it. No, you know, gonna need Justin Rose bounce uh you know come back a little bit but i did mention this to you before the pod that even though jt did have a bit of a rough day he missed some really critical putts however he was reading those putts really well and i think he comes back tomorrow stroking it real nice on the green solid back nine yeah absolutely two under on the back so yeah and i think he'll come out carrying that momentum tomorrow morning 150 percent yeah another guy jordan spieth finished well uh he's one under so he's still on the hunt for sure patrick reed two under uh brian Harmon, the other guy at three under there so you know it's gonna be a good day of action uh you know handful of guys had some rough days uh bryson dechambeau mm. four over i think mm. he was the co-favorite coming in yeah uh, i you know like we both said we kind of stayed away because not really his uh type of course here for yeah. his type of play yeah he is not the type of player i mean we kind of mentioned it power and driving need, yeah, isn't the only you, thing you that need, you need you need balance here you know, yeah like power goes a long way at this you course no doubt balance. but it takes you i don't know all the five minutes to sit and watch a, just a little bit of the masters and see how off angle and hilly and yeah. goofy and weird that course is i mean it's it's the masters for a reason it's the best of the best the best course out there augusta doesn't get any better it does not get any better so you're just gonna see guys uh either not be able to make the adjustments and get destroyed tomorrow sure. again or you're gonna see some guys pull away and make the adjustments yeah we'll i think, see what we'll, happens I think we'll see some lower scores tomorrow from a lot of other guys i mean justin rose is really the only guy that took it by the balls and you know did whatever he wanted to i'll be surprised if augusta doesn't at least get to him a little bit tomorrow because that mean, was just unreal his opening back day. nine was seven under he was unbelievable goodness. goodness gracious that's insane well you guys watched it we don't need to recap it why are we gonna waste your time your precious time that you need for locks we're on the clock so it's time for everybody's favorite time I said time twice but that's all right in one sentence it's not a run-on for everybody's favorite time of the Talking the Line podcast, ladies and gentlemen, that is right. It is time for the TTL crew's favorite plays of the day. We're going to kick things off today for all you degenerates out of the NBA slate. My partner is going to take both of our locks today. I'm going to let him just go in, throw some knowledge on your head, let you know why we're sprinkling a little on these plays, why we're hammering them in, and why we are so passionate about them being our locks of the day. Partner, what do you got? All right. First play coming at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are taking the Memphis Grizzlies, minus one and a half at time of recording, over the New York Knicks. Uh, this one is in Madison Square Garden. The Grizzlies have covered six straight games. They're 5-1 and one straight up during their that stretch. The only loss coming to the Utah Jazz. They are 6-0 and oh ATS over their last six games following a straight-up win of more than 10 points. They just put the whoop down on Atlanta by, I believe, uh, I think 18 points. Mm -hmm. uh, Grizzlies are 15-8 and eight ATS on the road. 
That includes six and two ATS as an away favorite. The New York Knicks are 0-3-1 ATS, last four as a home dog. And in these matchups between these teams, the Grizzlies have, uh, you know, dominated here. 8-3 ATS over their last 11, the Grizzlies are against the Knicks. 5-2 ATS, last seven in New York. Grizzlies are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. And the Knicks, I know a lot of people like them, but last couple weeks, not quite the same team that we've seen all season. True. You know, they're dropping a few games. Their defense is still solid, but their offense is really struggling right now. Yeah. And like I said, the Grizzlies are just one of the hottest teams in the game right now. Not only that, but they play well on the road. I'm all over the Grizzlies here by at least five points, I think. I'm right in the boat with you. I can't even add anything onto what you said, man. That's 150%. Right. We had a little, had a little injury scare with old John Morant the other day, but... I thought he was going to be out for... Right. The way he walked off that court, it looked like he was going to be out for a little bit of time. Bounced right back the next right day, I think. And yeah, started slapping buckets the very right. next night. So no issues there. Grizzlies minus one and a half or wherever you can find... Uh, Ah, oh, shit, that's your line. I, I, I tried hey, you, to steal I it from you. I thought you were going to have it. I thought you were going to have it. <laughs> or wherever you can find that line at, that best line at, on your favorite sports book. You got me I messed up. Oh, <laughs> you got me all fucked up. Uh, go ahead, partner. What do we got for the second lot coming out of the NBA slate today? All right, we're taking, uh, on back-to-back days here, we're taking our Chicago Bulls plus oh, three and a half baby. at the time of recording over oh, the Atlanta baby. Hawks. Bulls are just an absolute wagon on the road. Um, We are recording this uh, as the Bulls are playing. They're up 15 late in the third quarter over the Raptors. Mm -hmm. Another road game. But uh, uh, like I said, the Bulls are a wagon on the road. Uh, They are 13 and 4 ATS as a road dog. 17 and 6 ATS uh, on the road overall. ATS, uh, that does not include last night's game. Bulls are 4-0 ATS over the last four. 4-1 and ATS last five road games versus a team with a winning home record. Bulls are just turning a corner right now, man. After that Vooch trade, they got Zach Levine back and healthy, mm. playing really well. I just really like, uh, anyway, you're giving us a few extra points here. This could be a close game, or I think the Bulls win outright. Either way, love the Bulls on the road. They are the NBA's best team on the road against the spread. I think it continues here tonight. Yeah, just how good they are in Atlanta. As you were mentioning, historically, this season, they're great. And, man, oh, man, I absolutely love this new-look Bulls offense and defense. The whole team in general. They brought Vooch in. You said it. They, it's not they the look, only addition that's been no, solid. Daniel no. Tice is it, that's what I really was just nicely. about to yeah. say. Tice has been splashing the three ball. He looks great. He's a solid option. He can drive it in as well. Levine and Vooch are a match made in heaven. Yeah, the pick and pop. Is the just... pick and pop, the pick and roll. I mean, it's everything is there. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Right. And like you said, the uh, you know, the matchups here for the Bulls uh, against the Hawks, I, I somehow forgot to write it down, but I think it's 5-0 and ATS in their last five in Atlanta. Oh, um, I got you on that. Okay. They are 5-0 and ATS in their last five in Atlanta and 8-3 and ATS in the last 11 meetings between these two teams. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, somehow I missed that. That was a big one, and I yeah. missed that. But either way. Hey, that's all right. I always got your back. That's why we do it together, man. But like I said, three and a half points, you know, giving us the extra, you know, extra little cushion there, even if it's a tight, tight game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Bulls win this one outright, man. So I took the Hawks a couple nights back whenever they played the Grizzlies. Right. That was on, that was on um, I believe that was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, that was Wednesday. So 
I looked right at you right as this was happening, and I said, watch. It's the story of the Hawks. They take out all their good players for three quarters of the third quarter, and they go down by 20 points, and then they have to scrap and claw their way back in. That exact thing happened against Memphis, man, and I could see a very similar thing happen against Chicago. They want to come out. They want to absolutely destroy anybody that's standing in their path right now they're making a late season late season run trying to uh do anything they desperately can to make a playoff push we'll see if that's able to happen or not but man i'm all over our our hometown bowls with you this evening 150 percent. yeah and like we said uh i don't can't remember if we said it on the pod or not we were mm-hmm. waiting a little bit uh after that trade was made to start betting for or against them to see how it shook out zach levine had a little bit of an ankle issue he looks 100%. The Bulls look 100%. Sure. All over him. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA favorite plays of the day from the Talking the Line crew. We are locking in. The Grizzlies minus one and a half and the Bulls plus three and a half or whatever the current best line you can find these plays at on your favorite sports book. Nailed it. and moving right along ladies and gentlemen let's uh skate on over to the ice and uh, hit today's nhl slate two locks coming out of the nhl today for your friday bet slip on this beautiful april 9th 2021 i'm gonna go ahead and take both of these plays since my partner over there took the other two uh nba plays before this So to kick things off, let me close a few windows here on the old computer so I'm not running slow for you you people out there. You're you're hearing the right up-to-date information. So first things first, first matchup coming out of the NHL slate. We are taking the Minnesota Wild money line versus the St. Louis Blues. Puck drop on this matchup is 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we could not be more then I don't even know if there's a word than more all over the Minnesota Wild in this position. The Wild are 24-12-2 on the season. They're 10-8-2 on the road. St. Louis is 17-16-6 on the season, and they're 5-9-4 straight up at home. That's ugly. That's really ugly, my man. And Talbot has been playing his tail off lately for the Wild. That's their goalie, if you didn't know. He's averaging 2.44 goals a game, has a .923 save percent. With him in net, they're 12-6-2. I absolutely love it with them going, with the Blues going with Bennington in net. He's 11-11-5 when he's in the net for them. Goals allowed a game. He's at 2.71. He's got a .909 save average, sort of save percent. You know, man, oh, man, I just, I don't understand why this line is so close. This line is so tight. It doesn't really make too much sense to me because Minnesota just destroyed one of the, if not the best team in sure. the NHL on Wednesday, 8-3. to three. Eight to 3 Not just some goofy little total. They took them out. And the Wild are fighting for their ever-living lives to stay where they are at. They got the Coyotes hot on their tail. They are right on the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights have 52 points. The Wild have 50 points. And if the Wild get get this job done and don't flub up to the Blues who only have 40 points, 
they could take second place or they can really make a late season push. Here. Oh yeah, that's a big uh, that's a big jump right that now. That is a huge jump. The Wild are actually 3 and 2 in their last 5 and they beat Vegas back to back on April 1st and 3rd and they split the matchup with Colorado, but they did only lose 5 to 4 when they yeah. lost to Colorado. I absolutely love the Minnesota Wild here, especially looking at the Blues. They're only 1 and 4 straight up in their last five overall those same vegas knights they split a matchup with them but vegas beat them six to one and colorado beat them back to back on april 3rd and april 2nd it's just a tail of the tape matchup Mm -hmm. it is a late season rolling into the playoffs you're going to give me a line this close and this low they might even flip to a dog at the time of this recording it's not really clear yet because they opened up very tight however we are all over the Minnesota Wild money line. Yeah, this opens up a three-game set here with the Blues. You got to kick it off strong and be down on, beat down on your rival. Um, like you were saying, coming off an 8-3 win over Colorado, but just those last four games that they played, two against Vegas, two against Colorado, two of the best teams in the league, and you come, right. out, come out three out of four against those teams. I mean, come on. Yeah, and they've been extremely hot lately. I mean, they've only lost four in their last 10. Love the Wild. Yep. Moving on down the ice to the second TTL lock of the day coming out of the NHL slate. We are headed to the matchup between the Los Angeles Kings and the San Jose Sharks. A little bit of West Coast hockey for you for your Friday evening. This puck drop is at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time and we are rolling with the San Jose Sharks. We're taking the San Jose Sharks money line. We are are again all over this play. This is a lock. The San Jose Sharks are on fire. They have been on fire. Don't let a little slip up against Anaheim fool you. Anaheim has been doing that in that position all year to teams that are hot. They're still 4-1 and one straight up in their last five. Compared to the Kings that you can't look at the win on Wednesday against the Coyotes, they they came back in the third period for, and they won it four to three. Mm-hmm. However, they had lost three straight in their last matchup before that. And then if you look at a trend, they won and then they lost three straight again. Yep. So it looks as if they're due to lose as well. A little bit of a trend to back that up for you over there, partner. On one day rest, because both of these teams were off yesterday, one day rest after a win, which, you know, the Kings are coming off of on the road. They are five, six, and one. San Jose at home after a loss is eight, four, and two. Okay. Give me the steaming hot sharks to come back absolutely pissed off. At the time of recording, it's predicted that it's going to be Peterson versus Jones. I'm not necessarily sure why they would rest quick in this position. That's a little strange. He all he also hasn't been the Jonathan Quick of old that we've seen. He is not boasting his usual close to perfect numbers. He's not playing the gr- the greatest that he is and has in the past. And Martin Jones, he's actually playing pretty well this season. The old Sharks are 14-8-2 when that man's in the net, so... Anything else you'd like to add there, partner? Yeah, I just think it's a bad matchup for the uh, for the Kings. Uh, with even within the last two plus weeks, Sharks four and zero in this series. 
against this team. Yeah, Kings are one and four in the last five. Yep. All this season. Yep. Give it to me 150% of the time. We are rolling with the Sharks. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen, for the TTL Crew's favorite NHL plays of the day, we are rolling with the Minnesota Wild money line and the San Jose Sharks money line. Lock those bad boys in. Sprinkle a little bit of dough down. And make sure you get ready to run those tickets to the window. And for the final slate of the day, we are headed to the MLB. And I'm going to throw my partner for a little bit of loop because I need a breather after going through those two back-to-back. Fair enough. Uh, We're going to uh, let you... Knock it out of the park with our first lock of the day. What you got for us, pal? All right, this one's coming at 6.10 p.m., coming out of the AL Central. We've got the Detroit Tigers money line plus 160 versus the Cleveland Indians. Tigers, uh, these teams opened up the season against each other. Tigers took two out of three in Detroit. Uh, and these pitchers faced off against each other, um, I believe, on Saturday. I uh, don't have that right in front of me, but I believe it was Saturday. Tigers won 5-2. to two, uh, Plezak for the Indians, Tiheran, Tehran, not sure how to pronounce that. Tehran. Tehran for the Tigers. <laughs> um, like I said, Tigers took that game 5-2. Neither pitcher, uh, you know, was lights out. Neither was, uh, you know, getting touched up too bad. Um, but, uh, you know, I think these Indians are just a little too overvalued. Yep. Uh, they are um, starting the season 2-3, and three, split with the Royals following the Tigers uh, series there. But uh, Indians are 1-5 and five last six games following an off day. That's one thing that I really like here. Uh, so, you know, day of rest, not always the best thing for these Indians, apparently. Mm. Uh, but like I said, they're just not the same team. Lost uh, lost Francisco Lindor, the heart of their lineup. They sold the team again. Yeah, still got Jose Ramirez. Sure. But, I mean, aside from that, <clears throat> you know, they're just not the same team. Nope. The public is still going to think that they are you know, some contender, playoff contender, World Series contender, but that's just not the case. And Detroit um, took two out of three from these guys. Right. And Detroit, while they, the last couple of years, uh, did not have, uh, you know, much to uh, boast for, still not going to be a contender this year. I think they're going to be uh, not a surprise team as far as playoff contender, but, you know, maybe up around mediocre, 500, that type of stuff. Sure. Um, but I, I just really like the Tigers in this spot. Um, I don't think Plezak's going to hold them down. Uh, I think he gave up two runs in the last game. Didn't go too deep into the game. And their bullpen is, uh, you know, nothing special. Questionable at best. Right. Um, so I'm all over the Tigers. Plus 160. Sure. Getting some nice juice there. Lock and load, baby. And, you know, these teams are actually incredibly evenly matched, my man. They're both averaging batting-wise pretty much similarly. 218 and 214 Detroit versus Cleveland uh, on base percentage for Detroit 293 Cleveland 295 however runs per nine Detroit 4.34 Cleveland 3.20 give me the slight edge anywhere I can find it I absolutely love it they do strike out a little bit more mm-hmm. but they do hack away yep. and they take a few more walks than the Indians as well I absolutely love Detroit with you in this position, my man. I cannot wait to hammer that ticket in because getting plus money on a, on a team that is uh, doubted. And and you also keyed in on it too, man. Cleveland in the public, everybody's going to look at them. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, they're still the team. They sold off the whole team. They're not. The, yeah, they're it's not just the Jose same. Ramirez. Yeah. Jose Ramirez, the like the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air gif. Yeah. Will Smith standing in the empty room. That's Jose <laughs> yeah. Ramirez. Yeah, and I guess Shane Bieber. Shane, Shane Bieber. Bieber's on the mound. It's a different story, but he's not right. here. Right. Um. Sure. And yeah, please ask. You know, please ask no scrub. But he's uh, you know, he's good for five six innings. Um. And Tehran, another guy, good for five six solid innings. So, all over the Tigers plus one sixty here. Moving right along to our second lock out of the MLB slate today. I'm going to go ahead and take this one. We are headed to the matchup in Atlanta between the Phillies and the Braves. And we are locking in the Philadelphia Phillies at plus money as well right now. At the time of recording, they actually opened up right well, around. I believe it's one ten. Right around plus wrong. ten underdogs, somewhere uh, right in that ballpark. If I could get my uh, action app to work at all, hey, here we go, locking and loaded. Now they open it at plus one ten underdogs. Love them in this spot. First pitch is at six twenty p.m. Central Standard Time, and the Phillies. Matter of fact, if you didn't know. They just so happen to sweep the Braves this season already. Mm -hmm. So they already have that advantage. Zach Wheeler is looking real good on the season. He's 1-0 against these exact same Braves. Yep. And he's got a 0.0 ERA against these exact same Braves. an absolute gem. He did pitch an absolute gem, my friend. One of the... Through seven innings, he had one hit, 10 strikeouts, no runs, no walks. Yeah, ninety pitches. One of the one of the top three gems of the season of anybody, I would say. That was absolutely terrific. Charlie Morton faced these Phillies. Now Charlie Morton, he ain't bad. I I, I like him as a pitcher. However, oh, yeah. he threw seventy six pitches over five, had six hits, two walks, five Ks, three runs, all of them earned. I think he gets a little bit tattooed against the old Phillies again. The Phillies uh won four to nothing against him on Saturday. And the Phillies won four to nothing, obviously. This is the exact same matchup mm-hmm. against them on Saturday. So I could not love the Phillies any more than I did than I do any of our other picks. But goodness gracious, I mean, you're going to give me plus money on a team whose bats are that hot. And I told you before we started recording this, they are trying to do something special in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They got Kutch, they got D.D. Gregorius, they got Bryce Harper, right? They got that pitching staff that solid I wasn't crazy staff, yeah. high on, and they are solid. They are solid, solid. They got a team full of all-stars and a team full of some really, really, really solid mid-tier players. I think they do something special this season, and I think it starts right now. They're 5-1 and one on the season, man, and I think they have a shot to uh, maybe rip off 10, 20 games here to start the season. Yeah, I like the Braves, but they're just starting a little bit slow. They had a little yeah. bit of a bounce back against the Nationals, but the Nationals got some guys out. They're COVID. not the same guy, or they're not the same team that they were COVID. two, three years ago. COVID. You know, it's <laughs> another, I mean, their pitching staff is, of course, they got Scherzer Strasburg, they got Juan Soto, but aside from that, they got guys out. Um yeah, like I said, Braves, 
not quite starting as hot as they'd like to. I think they'll get going at some point here, uh, you know, in the next week or two. But uh, like you said, the Phillies are looking real solid, and I think they take it to them again, like you said. Phillies are 6-1 and one straight up in the last seven meetings, three of those meetings being this season already. And the last meeting in Atlanta, they sorely lost 5-4. to four, So they are going to be ready sure. to get that action back. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen, for the TTL Cruise MLB locks of the day, we are taking the Philadelphia Phillies money line and the Detroit Tigers money line. You know what? While I'm here, might as well just go ahead and do it right back up to the top. Get out your writing utensils, get out your sand scribe and stone, and get ready to write these bad boys down. Rip out your sports book, get ready to hammer in, lock them home, and sprinkle a little bit of your account on these bad boys. One more time for the TTL favorite plays of the day. We are taking out of the NBA slate the Memphis Grizzlies minus one and a half, the Chicago Bulls at plus three and a half. Out of the NHL slate, we are taking the Minnesota Wild money line, and we are taking the San Jose Sharks money line. And finally, out of the MLB slate, we are taking the Philadelphia Phillies money line and the Detroit Tigers money line. Lock them in, hammer them home at whatever the best line you can currently find them at on your favorite sports book and get ready to run these tickets to the window and start your re- weekend the right way. And moving right on along to the second segment of the day. You know us over here, big segment, guys. And my friend, I've been juiced up for this for two fucking weeks. I have been patiently waiting to say my piece about some of these matchups on this card. And if you don't know what I'm talking about by now, because we had a weekend off of it last weekend for the first time and I don't know how long, and I was fiending for some fights, not to mention one championship two nights ago was great on Wednesday night. If you have not watched one championship, you need to, but back to the big dogs, the pre the premier show in town. UFC, baby. It is time for another fight night this Saturday. I am so juiced. It is Vittori versus Holland. Hashtag call big mouth. Kevin Holland steps up, backs up to his word, and is going to stand in there with one of the baddest light heavies in the game right now. Yep. Marvin Vittori is nothing to shake a stick at, so do not get it twisted. This is not going to be a walk in the park for Kevin Holland, but the fact that he is man enough to hop in the place of who who was Vittori supposed to? Oh, Darren Till. He yeah, hopped yep. in the place of Darren Till on two weeks notice right after right after he was just in the octagon. Right. He's already back in it. Yeah, March twentieth. March twentieth to Derek Bronson. I so that is exactly one, two, three weeks. <laughs> that is uh that's and, you know time. it's not like he finished i mean he lost and it's not like it was mm-hmm. a quick fight no sweat it was no. a five round <laughs> five round it was a fight. five round fight it was a five round decision fight so yeah that i mean that was a, it was an incredible fight and the fact that he's doing this is big but overall this the prelims to the main card is top notch. They they keep outdoing themselves. I don't I don't know how they do this, but the matchmakers in the UFC are just 
insane with mm-hmm. how they do this. So I figured we could do a couple things here to uh, to kind of wrap up the betting part of the podcast, mm-hmm. if you will. So first things first, we can. Uh, I'm gonna pull out a couple of key fights that I'm looking at. Okay, just uh, some really good fights to watch and maybe potentially to bet on. And then I wanted to do something crazy. I wanted to give you a prelim parlay and a main card parlay. Okay. What do you think about them apples? I love it. I'm all about these UFC parlays, man. I've actually had, okay. uh, not on these fight night cards, but on the uh, big UFC uh, pay-per-view cards, I've had some decent success with some parlays. Okay. Well, we will uh, we will trudge on down the road of doing that here very shortly, my friend. So first things first, let's talk about a few key fights I'm looking at and uh, thinking about betting in one way or another. First things first, actually kicking off the night, you have Impa Kasaganai versus Sasha Palatnikov. And you may not recognize the names, or you might, but Impa Kasaganai is uh, so famously now the highlight reel of so many UFC videos after uh, Wauk. Uh, yeah, it was Joaquin or Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin yep. Buckley. Um, he knocked him out with that spinning roundhouse kick. Yep. However, neither of those two gentlemen have been in the cage since that matchup, and that was early 2020. I want to say, Casagne, uh, uh, October 2020. October so about 2020. About six months ago. Yeah. So, and you know, actually, um, Joaquin Buckley has fought twice. I apologize. He fought. Uh, he fought Wright. I can't remember all to Jordan Wright. I, I think he just ran through him. Yeah, that was a KO in the second round. But then he fought DeKirico. And DeKirico, that uh, Italian guy, he is a monster. Monster in the cage, dude. I, uh, I've i actually been watching him really closely as of late. He was kind of on a losing streak. Everybody kind of started falling off of his tracks, and he was losing by unanimous decisions. And then all of a sudden, he just comes out. And Joaquin Buckley did was not ready for the Italian power. I will tell you that, my friend. It was the first round. Knocked him out cold. It was beautiful. So I'm definitely looking for that fight. I would say I, I don't know too much about Pol- uh, Polotnikov. I haven't. Uh, I really haven't seen all too many of his fights. Only uh, only one UFC fight. He uh, yeah, that won would explain it. KO in the third round uh, back on November November twenty first on UFC two fifty five. Uh, he knocked out Luis Koche Koche. Hmm. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> so. You know, I want to lean Kasaganai. I mean, he opens up as a minus 300 favorite. I really, really like him a lot. I would say if you want to sprinkle some on Kasaganai by decision, maybe maybe if you want to back it up a little bit with a Palatnikov money line sprinkle, because he is opening up at high plus 200s, uh, plus, or low plus, plus 230. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Neither one of those options is super bad. It's going to be a pretty close fight because Palatnikov is, and I remember him now on 255. He he was top-notch. He was really top-notch. And Kasaganai, even though before that he had won four fights in a row. So these are both great fighters, mm-hmm. absolutely great fighters. So you should tune in from the jump. When you hear early prelims, anything, tune into this fight. You're going to want to watch this. Right. Sorry. I said uh, Kasagna won UFC or two UFC fights. He actually uh, started on uh, Dana White's Contender Series back in 2019, 2020. So, oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Three and one. And uh, if you count Contender Series as UFC debut or not. Sure. 
but uh yeah I yeah like it. so my best bet of that fight that's one of my favorite fights on the card my best bet would be kasaganai by unanimous decision kasaganai by unanimous okay i would say so if i were a betting man another one i'm looking at i'm really excited to see because i was really excited to watch him fight two weeks ago but that some bitch covid mm-hmm. done had to ruin the fun once again but he's back in action. William Knight is fighting Da Eun Jung. And I haven't seen all too much of this Da Eun Jung fella. I'm pretty sure he has not uh, not played that. Or not he played. had not played. He had a draw played. in his last fight, actually, back in October. Uh, he was on UFC 254. It could be Uh Draw with uh, Sam Alvey. Ah, uh, yes, I do remember that because Sam Alvey is also fighting on this card. Smiley Sam Alvey. I do believe that is what they call him. He is a he's a fun guy to watch as well. So that's actually another fight I want to talk about. Interesting. Um, so William Knight, man, it, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting to watch this man get back into the octagon. He is a top-notch fighter. He In his last matchup, he actually defeated Alexa Kamur, and Kamur was favorited in that, and he won by unanimous decision. I don't think Knight allows this fight to stretch out like that. I would even be willing to maybe toss a little bit of uh, Knight by KOTKO. Okay. See if the Nightmare can get it done. Yeah. Eight of his nine professional wins are KOTKO. Yeah, I'd say that I, I just like that man. I'd like him to come back off a of bounce back. He was in a scrap his last matchup, and I just think he's he's going to be more prepared he's ready for this he's had a full camp now he had to reset because of covid yep he's gonna be ready to rock and roll so i can't wait to watch that fight he's actually the underdog william knight is in this yeah one. yeah he sure is so i wouldn't even uh mind a little money line sprinkle either way whichever way you want to go with that one mm-hmm. i've however i'm just all over william knight in that spot uh, as far as that for the preliminary card oh also I wouldn't mind a little bit of a sprinkle on Jorgen de Castro by TKO KO against Jaris Dano. It's big boys. These are the big boys. These big, are heavyweight dogs. And Jorgen de Castro in his last fight, if I'm not mistaken, is coming off of a knockout victory. And it was one of the most Oh, he's not. You're shaking your head at me. Well, when was that fight then? He has lost his last two fights in 2020, oh, actually. that's correct. He lost to Greg Hardy and uh, Old Felipe, the old unanimous decisions. However, what his game is, is knocking fools out that come in and charge in. Last couple guys he's fought, they kind of play that same exact game. However, now he's fighting jar juice i'm not Jarice Dano. Jarice. this guy is 37 years old he yeah. has not fought professionally since 2016 yeah it's been a long long time since he has been in the octagon jorgen's gonna be pissed about that jorgen is a hell of a fighter jorgen knocked out ty uh taffa justin taffa i didn't i almost said ty tuivasa ty tuivasa's raw as hell too mm-hmm. but justin taffa Justin Taffa is a great fighter in his own right, so I don't even want to talk shit about him, but Jorgen just landed a bomb. Right. And if he can do this to Dano, which I really think he can, and I think this ought to be a really good fight to watch as well, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on uh, some Jorgen by KOTKO. Yep, I like it. And wrapping up, 
uh, the prelims. You know, I like Jim Miller, Joe Selecki. I'm just not uh, really sure that's going to be the greatest fight to watch. I, I don't know where where I'm leaning yet, but we'll uh, we'll see there. So, for my preliminary card parlay, okay, Colts preliminary card parlay. I'm gonna lock this in for sure. So. If you want to write these down, I don't know, or type them I got, in. I got my notes. You just, you just notes remember right now. Just remember what you're saying. Um, I'm gonna go. Impocus, no, yeah, Impocus Saganai. I'm gonna go William Knight. Who? I'm gonna go Jordan Griffin. Between Hunter Azure and Jake Jack Sure, that's a close one. I think I'm gonna skip that one. I'm gonna go Jorgen De Castro. Okay. And I'm gonna go John McDessie, Ignacio Bahadames. I don't really not really messing with that one. That one's a toss up. Holtzman Mateus. Ooh, Mateos Gamrot. Give me all the Gamrot. Gamrot? Yeah. Uh, and then I'll probably also take Joe Selecki. So one more time, I'm going to rock and roll. Are you on your FanDuel right now? Uh, I got it on the action. See if I can pull up those odds for you real quick. I think they might have it uh, Might have it up on FanDuel as well. See if I can... Uh, not waste any time and just kind of squeak on over into here real quick. Oh yeah, they absolutely do. Abs, uh, Plus fourteen hundred on this side over here. Okay, <laughs> that's little, pretty juicy. That's real juicy, that's my real friend. Juicy. I love a little bit of that action. Ten bucks for one hundred and forty on your Saturday after, you afternoon, kicking it off before the main card even starts. Couple of my favorite fights on the main card, my man. First things first, kicking it off. We're not even going to get into it, but uh, Platinum Perry making his return to the octagon against Daniel Rodriguez. Should be an interesting fight to watch. I'm not uh, all too sure what way it is going to go, but it should be very interesting. Holy shit, the next fight I'm so excited for. I cannot wait. My favorite Brazilian women's fighter right now outside of Claudia Gadelha is Mackenzie Dern. She's fighting Nina Nunes. Oh, that's right. You heard that right. Nina Nunes, Amanda Nunes's wife, the Leoness's wife, who just had a baby. So this could go one of two ways because Mackenzie Dern just had a baby as well. Interesting. Uh, not too long ago. The baby's a little bit older. Uh, Nina's is much, much younger. However, still very, very interesting. Two mama bears going in there to scrap it out. I I can't wait for that matchup. You got Julian Marquez against Sam Alvey. Holy cow, that's going to be fireworks as well. Marquez fought an absolutely... I, I, don't, I don't even know if prime, pristine, beautiful, perfect, amazing, gorgeous is, an, is the correct words for his last fight, but he's here. He's here to rock and roll, my friends. And I, I, I love Sam Alvey. I really, really do, but I think that uh, Julian Marquez is a very, very, very deserving minus 200 favorite at open year, man. Uh, yeah, Sam Alvey here hasn't actually won since 2018, June of 2018. He uh, had a draw in his last fight against Daun Jung. Da Jung. 
mm-hmm. we talked about it already. Yeah, yeah. And then lost his last four fights before that. Yeah, he just doesn't uh, doesn't go in like he should. And you know, Julian Marquez, I'm actually really really surprised that um, Maki Pitolo actually fights at 185. I think he would be a lot more successful around the 170, even 155 range. And then I, the reason why I mentioned that is because Julian Marquez fought Maki Pitolo in his mm-hmm. last fight, and he manhandled him. Man. Yeah, I mean he manhandled him. And Julian Marquez, he uh, he's fighting out of Glory MMA, and they got some bad bad dudes that have come out of that place. And I mean he showed that he was here to rock and roll. He had a three year layoff, man, and everybody thought he was done. Everybody thought he was out. It's kind of it for him. And he kind of battled some injuries, some stuff kind of went on in his life, and he came back and he looked good yeah. against Pitolo, man. Absolutely. I mean, you might see sub third round, four minutes 17 in, so theoretically there was only 43 seconds left to go in the fight. Mm-hmm. He got that submission because he was toying with him for yeah. the entire fight. I mean, he thumped his ass for the first he realized he wasn't winning the striking battle as much as he wanted to. Took him down, controlled him the whole second round, and then took him down and controlled him again. I think he he can do the exact same to, to Sam Alvey. I don't think Sam Alvey's wrestling is on point enough. From what I saw from Julian Marquez, this is going to be a, yeah. another slaughtering of Sam Alvey. Yep, Marquez, one, minus 190 favorite in this one. Yeah, I'm a big favorite. I'm a big favorite of him, no pun intended. Uh, Co-main is Sadiq Yusuf and Arnold Allen. That should be a great matchup. That one's almost like, well, I don't even know. I love Sadiq Yusuf in that one. And, man, you just can't you can't get enough of this main event. You got Kevin Holland versus Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori speaks okay English. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an Italian accent. But he hates Kevin Holland with a passion. Okay. I mean, hates him with a passion. Like, if you go on their Twitters, they've been going back and forth a lot on Twitter lately. And, like, you know, Kevin Holland ain't afraid of shit or saying shit. And he talks his entire fight. And Marvin is one of those guys that can't stand that. Yeah. And, oh, boy, it might get real, real hairy in that octagon on Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Vittori, he has not lost since 2018. Mm-hmm. Any idea who that loss was to? Probably Johnny Bones Jones. No, sir. The last style bender. Oh, yes. Yes, that is correct. This is at 185. Yes, it was the last style bender. I was thinking 205 for some reason. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, since then, four straight wins. He's a dog. He's on his quest back to try and go after that belt again. But I just don't think anybody can beat Izzy. To get off of a little bit of a topic, nobody can beat Izzy at 185. In that division, yeah. Not 205 that. is a bit of a challenge for him. He just can't pack off, pack on enough muscle. I think if he game plans enough, which I think he had a good game plan against Jan. He didn't get knocked the fuck out like right. so many other people have. But I just think 185 is a sweep spot, and he just was done running through fools. Yep. However... This this matchup right here, you know, Kevin Holland's ranked number number ten right now, I do believe. Yeah, he's finally in the top ten. Marvin Vittori's number six. This very well could put somebody in uh indefinite mention of a title shot, on title the right contention, path sure. or at least a matchup fight for away, a number maybe. one contender. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And Kevin Holland, if he bounces back, gets this victory. Holy bejeepers. Right. I mean, so far, I mean Vittori big favorite in this one. Holland, like we've already said, coming off of a three-week turnaround after a five-round fight. I mean, 
I, I'll, I'll be honest. I would be shocked if Holland can pull that off against Vittori. Right. You know, plus 260 favorite. Uh, I just don't see it in this one. Big mouth for sure. He's going to be talking. He, I mean, he puts on a show, win or lose, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but just didn't have it against Derek Brunson. Uh, I don't know if he's got it here again against Vittori. I don't think so either. So how about my main card parlay here? We will go ahead and we are going to take... Man, oh man, I love Platinum Perry, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if he can, he's been on that layoff. He's been on some weird nonsense. I mean, I don't know if he can come back in the cage and and he was win-loss, win-loss. Oh man, I think Rodriguez gets this. I think Rodriguez gets this, my friend. Okay. Um. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Rodriguez. I'm going to take Jorgan de Castro. I take William. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. What the heck am I doing? Yeah, you're dipping back wrong in way. the Wrong way. There. Wrong <laughs> way. Daniel Rodriguez. I'm taking Mackenzie Dern. I'm taking Julian Marquez, Sadiq Youssef, and Kevin Holland. Really. I love Marvin Vittori, but man, Kevin Holland has the tools to get it done. He has the tools to get it done if he's smart. And uh, he, he has now been taken into deep waters. He found out that he can swim. He, I guarantee you all he did for this last three weeks was drill jujitsu. I guarantee you that's all he has done. That I, last one makes it pretty juicy there. Plus three, 31.45. Uh, you got a couple of juicy ones on the table for us. Okay. All right. I uh I really like that one a lot, tell you the truth. I really do. I the the uh Kevin Holland pick might be a little bit risky. I mean, we'll see what happens. I I know Vittori is really highly favored, but I I've keyed in on this a few times before, but that plus two thirty to plus two sixty spot for yeah, a lot yeah. of fighters, they get that underdog victory. Yep. So if uh if you're not feeling that last pick with Kevin Holland, you take that one away. Uh, just the other four fights, that's plus 800. Still or even juicy. if you're feeling Vittori. Even if you're feeling Vittori. Let's see what I can get there. Plus 1,000. Plus 1,000. See, so, that's so beautiful. Leave that one off to you at plus 800. You know, bring in Vittori, you got 1,000. If you love Holland as well as Colt does, that's going to be plus 3145 for you. Oh, yeah. Lock them in, kids. Get you some money. But don't put crazy money on this. Like, um, these are fights, Guys, like these, yeah. these are fights, okay? Like anything can happen. Bet in the house, bet in the house but, on uh, these parlors. But uh, <laughs> let's have a little bit of fun on Saturday. Let's uh, let's rip and rip a couple of parlays off on the prelims and yeah. the main card for some UFC fight night. Let's do it. Moving right along to the third and final segment of today, and that's right, we have reached it. Fan question Friday, and if you made it to this point of the podcast, thank you for your loyal listenership. We can't thank you guys enough for stopping by, for hanging out, for listening to what we got to say, and uh, locking in some bets with us and cashing some doggone tickets. So, fan question Friday, we just had one submission this week, my friend. And our good guy, our uh, pal from the old Twitter sphere, Nick G at CS Nick G on Twitter asks, "I'm gonna shoot this one at you to start off. What is your all-time favorite sport slash favorite team from each of us 
I know it's hard to pick just one. <laughs> so does he mean uh, like specific like season of a team or? No, just all-time favorite sport, all-time favorite team, because I know right where you're about to go. So all-time okay. favorite sport. I mean, it's an easy one. I mean, if we want to make it harder, I because if it's favorite sport, it's football to watch at least. Favorite sport is football. I can, Yeah. I mean, it, like, it is sort of tough because I can watch hours upon hours of all of these sports. Sure. But football it just brings me the most joy. Like yeah. without question, yeah. It's just I just love football. I'm just I'm, okay. It's such a love uh, love fest with football. Yeah, but I mean I fucking love everything. But and, and and then the Packers are. I'm a diehard Packers, Bulls, White Sox, Blackhawks fan. But it's just a just a two or three notches more diehard for my pack. Two or three? It really is. Try about. 10 or 12. Okay. Well, thanks. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> no. I was being modest, I guess. No Shit. way, pal. No way. You are uh, bleeding. If I, if I cut you open right now, you start bleeding green. Yeah, that's fair. <coughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> tickle in my throat, ran out of water. <clears throat> so, I would have to say my favorite sport. Yeah, I'm going to have to rock with football with you, man. It's football, dude. There's nothing better than football. There's nothing that just you can sit for an entire day, that being Sunday, and watch a singular sport of multiple teams for seven hours straight. And then you just click on over and you got another game between two more teams you hadn't seen today. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, you're undersell. You got I, I. We go full Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, that's about Saturdays, Sundays, <laughs> I, everything. I love good football. I love bad football. Everything. I everything. Love, I love a good ten to seven Big Ten Purdue Northwestern oh, as you, much as oh, I love a Chiefs just, Rams fifty to forty five. Just I love wait it till you hear this guy start talking about some Big Ten college football. Goodness gracious! I mean, we we get into it. We get deep into yeah, some man. college football action. So I would definitely agree with you. Best favorite to watch, because I'll watch any team. I'll watch uh, definitely any football, college football, yeah, NFL, CFL, arena, <clears throat> whatever you want to say. A little action. Give it to me. A little me. action during the week. Give it to me. Give it to me. <clears throat> so as far as my favorite... Favorite team, as you, I'm, I'm all across the board. Chicago, Hawks, Cubs, Bulls, Bears. However, I would definitely have to say, and this kind of hit home with me with opening day, and mm-hmm. that's going to give it away. Is the Chicago Cubs? Man, oh man, it it doesn't matter when they're playing, what they're playing, who they're playing. I'm tuning into a Cubs game. And you better believe every single time they win, I'm flipping on Go Cubs Go. And you better just sit there and deal with it if you ain't a fan of them because it's just going to stay on until the song's over. Yeah, everyone, we all deal with it. Yep, (laughs) pretty much. You just got to. I mean, man, there's just something about watching the Cubs that I've just been, I've been watching them, I think, since I was old enough to be able to watch TV. Mm -hmm. Like I would sit up on the bar at my at my parents' house and watch watch the Cubs play. I was like two three years old for crying out loud. Like I didn't know what was going on, but I was watching the Cubbies. I knew I was watching the Cubbies. Yeah. I love Chicago Cubs. Goodness gracious, all Friday I love the Cubs as much as you love the Packers. 
Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm diehard for the Sox and Bulls as mm-hmm. well, but it's just another level. It's another level. It's, it's another, another level, level for those teams. I I mean, I can't explain it. It's great. But that would be our answers. So So I thought he was asking uh or maybe I was just trying to make it a little tougher, like specific like season of our favorite team or maybe even a different team or something like that. Like, for example, the 2005 White Sox or something like that. And I guess you would probably say the 2016 Cubs, so that might be a little easier for you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, mine would be the, maybe the 05 Sox or even maybe the 2000, uh, 2010 Bulls. 2015 Hawks were really fun. Okay, yeah. Like, well, 2010, 2013, 2010, yeah. 2010 to 2016 Hawks were yeah. really fun. <laughs> like, they were just a fucking dynasty back then. Yeah. They were such a blast to watch, man. They were so awesome. Right. But, yeah, I would have to say those the, the Cubbies just blow anyone out of the water. Yeah, well. Packers for you too, man, I yeah. know. I bleed blue and red, you bleed green and yellow. I know it. So thanks, Nick, for the question, my man. We appreciate it. And to all of the rest of you out there that saw that tweet go out, that listened to the podcast, that know it was Fan Question Friday, what are you doing? You, you, done. you can ask us some goofball stuff if I you mean, want to. I mean, yeah, it doesn't even have to be about sports, man. We are not joking when you say that. Like, don't be a fucking yeah, I mean, creepo, weirdo, man. But, but like, <laughs> anything you want, anything, anything. We want to connect with you. We want to grow the sports gambling community. It is so taboo in so many other areas, and so many people have such a twisted and misconstrued view of sports gambling, and we want to change that, and we want to have some fun doing it. So come connect with us, man. Whether you're an amateur sports gambler, whether you're just getting into it, whether you are the daily degenerate, come and join the crew and have some fun with us, man. Yeah. I mean, we're having fun over here. (laughs) We're having fun. I mean, do it responsibly. Don't be a dummy. Yeah, come on. Having fun and cashing. It's always important to remind people of that. Now... We give you our plays for a reason. We play them as straight plays. We do not parlay each one of all of these plays together. That is not why we have these plays. That defeats the whole purpose of betting on a unit system. Mm -hmm. So bet these one bet at a time. Right. One singular solo bet, and you will gradually build your account over time. We guarantee it because we've been doing it for the last couple months, and that's why we started to do this and get better and try to become professional handicappers and professional content creators and hop on the rocket ship and go to the moon. And wow, does that bring it full circle from how we started this (laughs) podcast. So I guess it's uh, only right that we close things out here with... um, the only way we know how with Colts Motivation Minutes. If you made it this far, once again, thank you so much. And if this is uh, one of the spots where you like to stop and listen and rewind and listen to some of the words I have to say, hot damn, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And from the bottom of my heart, if one of my words reaches one of you, I did my job, ladies and gentlemen. I did my job. So, for your Friday, April 9th, 2021, headed into the weekend. We are getting things kicked off. We're ready to dive deep in. We have all these things on the horizon. But wait a minute. You ever had that feeling? You get to Sunday at, oh, I don't know, 4 to 6 o'clock. Sunday scary hours. Mm. And you're thinking, shit, I got work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
Shit, I didn't do this. Shit, I didn't do that. I was out digging around at the bar. Oh, wait. Oh, I was taking care of this. Whatever the case might be. Happens to the best of us. Happens to a lot of us more frequently than we would like to admit. Mm -hmm. One thing I found that alleviates some of that, and the key that I'm going to leave you with going into your weekend and headed into your Friday, is staying in the moment. Staying in every single moment that you find yourself in and not looking at it as a week versus a weekend, but just yet another day and another opportunity. Far too often people can just hit that Friday, the switch turns off, the weekend version of them comes out, they lose their mind, blow their money, don't know what the hell's going on half the time. They're half delusional and then it comes to Monday and they got to slap themselves in the face, throw the water down the gullet and try and get ready to fucking Mm -hmm. take on the world again. That ain't no way to live. Take it one day at a time. And I'm telling you, if you take this weekend to, I'm handling Saturday. You get to Friday night, I'm handling Friday night. I ain't got no responsibilities to nobody else now. I'm handling Friday night. Get to Saturday, you handle Saturday morning. Then you got Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening. Handle them one at a time and each moment that comes out throughout them. And if you do that and you view it as a single individual day, alleviate that anxiety. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to push your problems aside. And while you're, you know, partying, whatever, Mm -hmm. relaxing, whatever it is, it's going to feel easy going to be a hell of a lot worse like you said mm-hmm. whatever it is sunday afternoon monday morning when that shit comes it's just reaching to a halt it's just another day man and you have to make the conscious effort to get shit done every single day to learn to grow as jj watts said um opportunity Hard work. I can't even remember now. I can't even remember now. I I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to butcher something it. Something good. He, something inspiring. And rent is due every day. I, I can't. Uh, can't exactly remember. I didn't want to butcher it, so I don't want to. Don't want to say it aloud. However, if you do actually want to check it out, it is in yesterday's Talking the Line newsletter edition. And actually, while I just say it, oh, wouldn't that be great? I just decided to click on over. And here it is. Success isn't owned, it's leased, and rent is due every day. Mm. You got to put in that work every single day, man. There ain't no week, there ain't no weekend, there ain't no time to take a day off and take your foot off the gas pedal and uh, just hit the old cruise control. We're on every single day. There's got to be growth, learning, development every single day or else you're just going to get lapped in the pack the bottom line it is how it is it's the way she goes point blank period pal so that's all i wanted to tell you don't know who needed to hear it but if it impacted you you're thinking okay i think i'm gonna try apply that this weekend well you are more than welcome it's not trademarked apply it to your life and that'll wrap up gold's motivation minutes thank you so much i hope you enjoyed those Wrap things up here, partner. My friend, we're headed into a beautiful, beautiful Friday morning here at at the Talking the Line headquarters. HQ. Got anything uh, you want to share with the kind folks, kind people, the ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers that uh, decide to stop on by the TTL pod? Yeah, man. I'm about to throw my cares away for the weekend. Yeah. Drink uh, about 20 beers. No, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. 
fuck your motivation minutes. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Oh no, no, I got, I got nothing. It's gonna be a good weekend. Relax yeah. and watch the Masters. Sure, you know, get a little, uh, maybe a little grocery shopping done. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little uh, Instacart action. Who knows? Hey, I'm telling you, it's worth it, man. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. Got, uh, got some Masters to watch. Got apartments to clean. My own apartment. I mean, not multiple, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Nothing crazy going on. Nothing crazy going on. I feel you. It's a rainy weekend here in the shy city. Yes, it is actually. We uh, we gotta stay inside. I guess when that happens, can't uh, go play nine or do anything fun out and about uh, amongst the people. So we're gonna kick back and set up the lab. Get ready to lock in for a bunch of action and pump out a bunch of winners for you kind folks. So without further ado. We're going to let you get on back about your Fridays. From me and Mags, thank you so, so much for stopping by the Talking the Line podcast continually. Or if this is your first time, thank you so much for taking a moment out of your day just to kind of come and kind of seek us out, is what I was trying to say there. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. It is beyond all of our imagination how much support we have received from the jump and that just makes us want to keep pushing and growing harder so keep pouring it in we love it thank you guys so much thank you thank you thank you we are just uh working to make this bigger and better and make ourselves bigger and better within all of this so as per usual we hope you have a spectacular day unless you have other plans let's cash some tickets <laughs>